More than half of the world's population lives in urban areas today, and it's growing all the time. How can we make that sustainable? Can wooden housing be the answer? Welcome to Renewable Future, a podcast from the renewable materials company Store Enso. I'm Colm O'Callaghan. I'm joined in studio today by three guests, architect Ansi Lassala, journalist Niels Lindstrand and CLT expert Gerno Weiss. Ansi Lassala, you're sort of like the king of wooden architecture, winner of prestigious architectural prizes for wooden buildings you've designed. Is wood really a realistic building material when you need to build on a, on a large scale? Yes, I, I think so. It's a realistic material to use in, even in, in a large scale. Um, most of the European cities, they are quite low indeed. They're five, five story high and, or that kind of thing. And, and it's large scale come from uh, that kind of areas. They are more dense than, than typically. Uh, the, the dense city means, means that there's a lot of uh, life and a lot of possibilities even. even. It doesn't matter what's the material of the construction. Okay, well, what's so, what's so good about wood though? Well, my perspective is good just because I, I, I try to use the material that comes in close to construction site and, and use that kind of waste material in the wise way and, and more ecological way. And the other good things, of course, that the wood is a very flexible material, different kind of solutions. Gerno, you're one of Stor Enso's own and you've been living and breathing CLT since it sort of started about eight years ago and, and responsible for CLT in, in Southern Europe and in, in Austria, where you come from. Since you're working with CLT, which is cross-laminated timber and a way of making, you know, wooden housing higher, I've got to ask you that question. How high can we go? Well, this is a very good question, Colm. Um, we have projects um, around the world, eight, ten up to 14, 15 stories at the moment, which are already built. And there are projects under discussion up to 20 stories. Uh, actually, in Austria, we received approval for construction 24 stories, which should be going to start it next year. And I also know of, of research projects in Canada up to 40 stories, actually. So, so I think we are talking about skyscrapers then. Cool. Are we going to see a uh, Empire State Building made out of wood soon? Um, might be, might be. So there are there are concepts out there where they try to rebuild um, projects like the Empire State Building made of wood. So how it could look like made of wood. Yes, but is is it technically possible, guys, uh, building that that size from your perspective, Ansi? Well, we don't have any any examples for that that high building yet. But I think it's of course possible to many make they use the wood and even the high rise buildings. It's just a question about uh, how you use the wood and how you use the combination for the different materials. It doesn't mean that everything is total wood. It can be some kind of hybrid structure or whatever, so you can make it even higher. Well, I like this point. So I, I totally agree that hybrid construction seems to be uh, a key for the future. Yes. So combine maybe wood with steel or wood with concrete in order to reach this, this enormous height. Also, the project mentioned in Vienna is actually a hybrid construction. Okay, so that perhaps that's going to be a, a stepping stone. Also with us in studio is Niels Lindstrand. We're not going to leave you out here. You're the editor-in-chief of Nordic Wood Technology, a magazine here in the Nordic region, focused very much on, on this issue. Is there anything holding us back then? Because why, I mean, if, if wood is such a good material and the possibilities are there, why aren't we seeing more of these sort of uh, large wooden buildings? For a long time, we couldn't build high-rise buildings in wood because of fire regulations in Europe. 
and uh, this was lifted like 10 years ago or a bit more uh, and uh, during a long time uh, builders of, of steel buildings and concrete buildings had a monopoly and they uh, they used that. Okay. So uh, today builders, um, local communities, uh, cities, city planners, they know how to build in concrete and they know how to build in steel, but they don't have any contacts with wood industry, with wooden architects or architects in wooden buildings. Uh, so they, they don't know how to do this. So two things there I want to bring up. One is the, the the question about fire, but the other one that you've mentioned, we just don't have the the people in the building industry who have the skills yet to start doing this on a, on a large scale. Is that the case? Because there's some, every project is kind of a pilot project today. I would see it so, yes. So, so we are talking about a lot of prototypes at the moment. And I think it's now the task of also of the industry to, to um, systemize it and to develop concepts which allow them to, to copy and to, to upscale uh, the concepts, yes. When you're building though, when you're doing your designs then, Ansi, with, with wood, using wood as a material, I mean, is that an issue for you then, getting people who can actually build with that material or, or, or produce the, the end result that you've designed? There's a little bit problem that there's no any kind of innovation in the concrete and steel steel factories when they make the new new buildings. They're just repeating the hundred years old techniques. And now now is situation that there is a new innovation, the wooden structures and wooden buildings, and it will change the whole system quite dramatical way. It, I mean that there's a new possibilities and new solution using the, using the new materials. It's also make the evolution or different variations of the architecture are possible to make the architecture. I, I really enjoy that kind of moment just because it's possible to find something new, for example, the housing projects. So is this kind of like a, a disruptive technology for, for, for building then, this, uh, the latest developments within wooden, wooden materials and CLT and the like? Definitely, yes. yes. I would say so. Now, how many architects and how many builders are there today that that are used to work with CLT? Uh, not not many, but there's a lot of of people that know how to build in concrete. What what about the fire risk? I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking as a as a bystander or a layman, you know. There must be a concern, you know, buildings made out of wood and, and fire. Can somebody explain to me why I should rather be in a, in a wooden house than a concrete or a steel house? Gerno? Well, I'm living in a wood house, yes, and I feel safe. I have three kids, so, so, so um, don't worry about this. But um, stop kidding. Um, wood is burning, so this is a fact. But still, what, what does it mean, actually? So it is burning, yes, but on the other hand, you can really good calculate how it is burning. And based on this fact, it is actually quite safe because um, when a firefighter is entering a house, um, he will hear earlier cracks before it crushes down. Um, he, he cannot do this in a steel construction because the steel construction will collapse all of a sudden. So I see um, uh, big advantages, actually, in using wood. So if you're a firefighter, you would rather go into a burning wooden house than a burning steel house. Is that, is that what you're saying? This is what I'm saying, exactly. <laughs> Which means that we should never be going to steel houses at all then. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always um, a demand for a certain time before the building collapses. But uh, as, uh, as, we, as we hear, um, it's easier today to calculate this time for wood than for steel. What what happens when wood gets old? I mean, wood can can rot. Or like, how long can a wooden building last? Then, well, we have yeah. wooden buildings standing since 15th century, at least. I think older as well. And 
That's a fair bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this is a fact. Yeah, yeah. So I can bring examples of Austria, so old farmhouses or alpine chalets. And we all know about churches in Russia, um, 15th century or even older. Or also in, 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 in Japan, we have um, um, buildings which are lasting for more century, for more than 100 years. Is there enough wood to go around, right? The world population is likely to be 9 billion by 2050, according to the UN. Um, can we house them all in wooden housing? At some point, I think we, we, we will have to, because uh, wood is the only construction material we know of that are sustainable and, and can grow again. So uh, at some point, uh, we will have to. And, and as wood becomes more and more common as a construction material, it will be more valuable. That should lead to more growing, more, more forestry in the world. And is there enough land mass in the world? I mean, I know that in Sweden and Austria is, is, is the same, that the amount of forest in these countries is actually growing rather than decreasing. Uh, so, that, you know, there's a model there that works. Can we make that model work in terms of growing forest globally? There is uh, enough land, yes, but it's used for other purposes today. But, uh, you know, a lot of land is used for meat production. Uh, people in the world have to eat less less uh, meat in the future and uh, so there will be land left over and wood, as I said, would probably be more valuable. And uh, so there, there will have to be a redistribution of forestry and a reforestation. Okay. When it comes to attitudes though as well, I'm just thinking of what, what, what things can be stopping us from building more wooden housing. Is there a, an issue with attitudes from the political sphere or from the, the general public? Do you encounter any kind of um, obstacles like that, Ansi? If you make wooden buildings now, you must make it much better than the other materials because you must offer, I mean, that's something really else that what we use, for example, the what kind of buildings we make, the concrete or steel. There must be own identity and After that, people realize that they are really good ones and they want to live inside that. What's happened, for example, the housing project in Finland, when we make it and people move in, then after they really get the good experience for that and they really gives the good feedback that there is a really nice to be and, and the air is better and everything is better and life is better and you get the better salary and your cars is better, everything is better. Okay, no, no, just move into a, a wooden better. house and everything is good. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, that was a little bit <laughs> choking. But anyway, it's... Um, I believe there is a good so, uh, possibilities for that. I, I totally agree with Ansi. So we have strong arguments, actually. So building with wood is strong, it's light. And when we are talking about urban constructions, it's actually the, the, the fact that you can build fast and without dust is, 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 is very strong arguments um, in an urban area where a lot of neighbors are actually controlling and, and, and watching you when you build your, your high-rise building. So less noise, less time, and then uh, less dust. Less dust. Yes. Less accidents. Yes. Also safety. Okay. So it's it seems like win win win, and yet it's not happening on the on the scale. So is it is it is it the politics that's stopping it, or is it just the competence, as you've mentioned, Niels? Or what do you think? It's uh, it's the structure of the business. I mean, they know all know each other. And, I mean, it, it's nothing wrong. It, it's just the fact that it's easier to work with people. You know, the, the issue is with the politicians today. The, the the politicians' responsibility have to to take the decision to build more wood, and they just need to realize the benefits and see what what can be done. Then for the politicians, it's 
a lot of, about the climate, of course. To build in wood is the only way we have today to capture carbon. Yeah. And see, you've got this construction that's been winning awards in, in Finland. The, oh, I can't even pronounce it. It begins with a P. You can pronounce it for me, maybe, the area. Kuokkala, what is located in Uvaskula. Yeah, there you go. You see, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> yeah, well, said it's there. a middle of Finland anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. I think it's anyway it's cooperation with uh, different kind of uh, things with the city planners with the politic and uh, with the industry that it's possible to make the wooden buildings and when we get the more examples larger scale I think it's quite natural that there will be the more that kind of project going on around but one thing is I think it's really important that when we just calculate it about the price of the apartments, it's more important to calculate the life cycle analyze or whatever, that, that we really take a little bit uh, bigger perspective to, to look the prices and look the what's happening to the building. When it's ready, when it when the lifeline is over, the wood, it's fireable material, so you can even burn it when you don't use the building anymore. Or just recycle it in the other other function. It's much more easier than, for example, the concrete building. Just because, for example, what's happening in Finland, there is a concrete buildings from the 1970s, and you must take away everything. You just leave the primary structure and everything else. You must update it, and super expensive. It's always much more easier to make wooden buildings that kind of things than and cheaper than than the concrete buildings. And it's example. easier to modify them and change them than as yes, time goes on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, but that's an interesting uh, issue to it as well. Are we going to be seeing, when we sit down here in, in 10 years' time, I'm going to be inviting you into another podcast in 10 years' time and we're going to just sit, sit here and discuss this. So, I mean, what, what will you be telling me? Or will, will we be saying that there are, at that stage, are we going to be having you know skyscrapers right across the world in wood? Or what's the time frame going to be like, do you think? Well, 10 years are quite short time for the construction things and, and what what's happening. But I hope that it's... There are new things going on and new, new solutions and even new examples. What about here in Sweden? I think we will have a lot of more houses uh, in wood, uh, six to ten stories. Maybe one skyscraper or tall building, but uh, mainly a lot more ordinary apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. I would like to agree, yes. So so I think there is a good momentum at the moment. It's It's dynamically developing. And in 10 years, um, there will be some skyscrapers, yes, but the majority will be in the range of six to 10 stories, maybe. So when I spoke to all of you guys on the phone before this podcast, I was asking about how high you can go. And you all told me, you know, Colin, don't worry about the height. It's not about that. It's kind of a male thing. You just want big skyscrapers. But wouldn't it be from a PR perspective quite a quite a good thing to have some, you know, you know, high profile buildings that were very tall to prove that hey you know wooden construction can be built you know fast efficiently uh, you know better for the carbon footprint you know th- those sort of things as as flagship buildings you need flagship buildings certainly but not necessarily high ones you know i've seen flagship buildings uh, eight to ten stories and, and they're really good looking and uh, they show what's possible with wooden architecture so uh, i don't think yeah I agree. I don't think we should look at the height. Okay. Okay. It's just me. Um, <laughs> no, no. If you live, really look at where the population are now growing all the time, there is needed about the, even the high-rise building. Um, and it's more, for example, the Asia perspective. If you look how the cities are growing in the Asia part, it's really there is a really question about how many stories you can do 
for example, the Bywood. But in Scandinavia perspective, the stories are, I think it's not so important. But of course, we wa- we want to push the borders and 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 see the new solutions, and that's the way to test it. It's always been part of the human to make the <laughs> high-rise buildings. It doesn't matter what material, but anyway, it's um, somehow we have a, that kind of. It's part of our nature. I, I think so. To want that. So if you got that challenge to build, I don't know, the next you know Empire State Building or something <laughs> as high as that. I don't uh, want to make the ex- em- Empire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> I was once in one client who wants to make that copy of Empire State Building, but we cancelled the project. <laughs> so, so, so it's a maybe the interesting event, even the using the wood. But anyway, it's a well, why not? Just because it could be quite interesting to see what's the possibilities of that material. Absolutely. Are we seeing then the end of a concrete and steel era? Is is wood going to take over? Yes, it is. Gerno. Well, I. I, I actually don't see the end of, 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 of concrete and steel. So I have already said that I be- strongly believe in, in hybrid constructions also. And well, there is no doubt that wood will become stronger in the future. So this is what I believe. And I do not believe in a revolution, but more in an evolution. So, so stepwise. And I'm actually very happy with the, with the present development. Nancy? Yeah, I believe also the evolution that there will be the more wooden buildings and maybe the hybrid buildings just because it's a wise way to use material just optimize how you use the material different situation different different functions for example final question is there any limitation to what can be built in wood i mean is there anything that is there any building construction that we just can't do in wood or 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 or, or is there is there nothing nothing can stop us when it comes to wood for example or, or what's the answer there today i don't think there's a, a limit you know you can, with modern technology in in uh, in cutting and uh, in uh, working with wood i think you can do absolutely any shape and uh, the strength is enough to build anything i mean we have spoken now about residential buildings about office buildings but um, it's very common to use um, wood for schools kindergartens but also bridges are made of wood and and I don't know if you know about the wind towers. Also wind towers um, have been done um, made of wood. So I think there is a, a wide range of, of areas where we could use it. Is there anything, Anse, you, you, you would not like to design in wood? Well, uh, when I start a project, I, I, I try to find the optimal material for that for that case, what is what is under designing uh, maybe on the swimming pool I don't want to I don't want to make the wooden swimming pool <laughs> in a swimming pool okay <laughs> <laughs> no, well it could be also possible <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting then I guess <laughs> Ansi Lassala Gernot Weiss Niels Lindstrand thank you very much for joining me thank, thank you. you thank you you've been listening to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company Stora Enso let us know what you think and stay tuned for future episodes mm-hmm.